Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, Scott Luton, Greg White, and Corinne Bursa with you here on Supply Chain. Now, welcome to today's live stream. Greg, Corinne, how are we doing? Doing great, thanks. Yeah, very well, thank you. It is so good to see you both. Uh, big weekend this weekend. We were talking. We we're talking about the whole team prior to going live about all the comings and goings uh, this week. We're not going to offer up any post Oscar. Monday morning quarterbacking. <laughs> we'll leave that to the Hollywood pros. But as Greg's reaction just now, his massive eye roll, it was something yesterday. Uh, Greg and Corinne, uh, we're not. We're going to leave all that alone, right? Well, I I never watch award shows. First of all, they're a huge waste of time where people who are already so accomplished self congratulate. Um. And boring for the most part, but apparently we all actually missed something. I'm just going to say that. Let just go search Will Smith. That's right. Uh, life, life imitating art or art imitating life? <laughs> right. It, I mean, which is it? Yeah. Know. You know, uh, I don't know. But what I do know is, folks, we've got a great and full uh, uh, supply chain buzz with you here today. We go live every Monday at 12 in the Eastern time. We, we walk through some of the biggest issues uh, and news developments across global business. And we've got a uh, chock full show here today. We've got uh, beyond Corinne and Greg, and we're going to tackle some of the things that they've got their finger on the pulse of. But we've got Maureen Wolschlager with us uh, from Vector Global Logistics joining us about 1230 Eastern time. She's going to be sharing information around the Ukraine aid initiative that we uh, have gratefully partnered with the Vector uh, Global Logistics team on and really the whole um, uh, global supply chain ecosystem as we look into really get what's needed, um, bona fide needs uh, via vetted partners to uh, Europe. So more to come on that about 1230. But folks, everyone that's showing up in the cheap seats, uh, the sky boxes, we want to hear from you too. So we'd uh, get ready to share your comments, your take, your POV as we work through over there a variety of topics over the next hour. Okay, so Greg and Corinne, are we ready to do a little housekeeping before we say hello to folks? Absolutely. Let's do that. So folks, we've been touting this for a couple months now, Greg and Corinne, the 2022 yeah, Supply Chain and Procurement Awards coming up. The nomination deadline, Greg, the nomination deadline, April 1st, just three days away, right? Throw the, throw the gauntlet down and challenge folks to act for these three days to go. It's April 1st, and that is no joke. So you got only... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll. Forget it, I'm rolling. Love um, it. <laughs> It's this, it's this Hollywood lighting, right? I've got the half-lit face thing like going that. on just, yeah. just for yeah. theatrical effect. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, of course, uh, nominate those, those uh, companies and people who are doing amazing things in supply chain. There are all kinds of categories, including human interest and um, ESG goodness and, and, of course, strong performance in supply chain. And man, if for no other reason, let uh, the rest of us know who is doing really, really good work and performing really well in supply chain right now. I think we could all use that good news. Absolutely. And Corinne, there's lots of it if we go looking for it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there, there was a statement probably 10 years ago by one of the research groups that said supply chain saves the world. And I believe that that's never been more true than it is today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that all of our community here has the power really to make an impact for, for good um, with their daily activities as well as applying their skill sets to problem solving. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So thank you all for both of your comments. Folks, take an action. Uh, SupplyChainProcurementAwards.com. It's easy to nominate. There's, it doesn't require 27 pages of background information. We've got two or three uh, questions of criteria per category. And hey, the nomination fee goes to a great cause, Hope for Justice, which is a nonprofit doing great work uh, fighting modern slavery and human trafficking. So join us for that. 
Uh, let's see here. Also, Greg, Greg and Kevin L. Jackson are headed up the road to the upstate of South Carolina for the upcoming Global Upstate Conference on International Business and Foreign Affairs. Greg, what's going on there? Scott, I think we ought to start with, since you're a South Carolina native, we ought to start with explain to people what the upstate versus the rest <laughs> of the state thing is. That's a great, that's a great question. And, and briefly put, uh, the upstate refers to the really mainly the Greenville-Spartanburg metropolitan area, right? Uh, there's a lot of international manufacturing and, and, and supply chain organizations up there. There's lots of educational and academia in the upstate part of South Carolina. And of course, Clemson University happens to be part there officially go. of the upstate. So, so how that how do I do, Greg? You did you did very well as a as a new resident of the Low Country, which is <laughs> the southern and coastal part of South Carolina. I really appreciate the distinction. Um, but hey, seriously, good point on that, and particularly uh, as to who is participating in this. So we have military generals, we have ambassadors, we have. The former president of BMW um, Production, one of their big divisions, um, and a ton of business persons, near astronauts and fighter pilots like Kevin L. Jackson and other people who are both have both an eye on supply chain and business and technology and international affairs and the confluence of all of those things in our incredibly complex and interconnected world today. So it's going to be a really interesting discussion. In fact, uh, I forgot to tell you, Scott, I have a hard stop okay. at, at, at one o'clock because I got to, I got to go. So. <laughs> well, with that said, folks, I think <laughs> you, you better get to it. <laughs> right. I think we can still register. So 29th through the 31st this week, yep. Greenville and Spartanburg, and the link is in the comments. Uh, all right. Uh, Corinne, Tech Talk, Digital Supply Chain Podcast continues to grow and grow, and we're, hear, we're hearing a lot, both um, anecdotally and just the consumption numbers themselves. So you published this really cool episode, Supply Chain Basics, Every Business Person Needs to Know, a week or two ago, I believe. Uh, talk about that, or, or what else is going on at Tech Talk? Yeah, so um, that published last Wednesday, and um, I have to tell you, I've been really surprised. It is an episode that uh, has generated a lot of feedback. I've had a lot of um, emails, a couple of text messages um, of just people kind of appreciating the topic. I have to tell you, Scott, I was a little nervous. I thought it might be too basic for our Tech Talk audience, but they're using it to share with their coworkers. And even some of them are sharing it with their family members to help describe what they do day in and day out. So <laughs> I want to encourage you, just take a quick listen. You may have a few people uh, that you want to share that with. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And in the feedback, I've actually had uh, additional topics that have been recommended in that kind of basic genre format. So we'll do some more of it in the future. I so there that. will be a sequel. There will be a sequel. Thank you for the uh, movie. I have to get my lighting down like yours, though. Good. I need that I, I got, I've got to get this fixed. This is driving me crazy. <laughs> it was a neat theatrical effect for about five seconds, but I feel like I'm only like half here. Uh, but uh, hey, first of all, I love the graphics of Tech Talk, and I think that looks fantastic. And second, Corinne, spill the beans just a little bit. Just give us one basic that you're going to share with folks in this show. Yeah, so one basic, and, and there's a number of them out there, but just what is encompassed in supply chain? Everything, Greg, from forecasting to inventory optimization to what is supply and production planning, how does that come together uh, from a sales and operations planning process? So um, just some basic kind of background things that you know inherently and have done for, for decades. But even in um, you know, a typical business role, every business person needs to understand. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And, and I think you're right. You can't be too basic. We often, as practitioners, take so much for granted. Mm. We forget. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you forget how to learn how to learn a language or to help someone learn a language because you've been speaking it so long. And supply chain is a lot like that. Agreed. Yeah, good point. So y'all check that out, Tech Talk, wherever you get your podcast from. We're going to talk about one other episode as we get into blockchain, which is, I think, our second or third story here today. But uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, a new episode drops every week on uh, 
Wednesdays, Corinne? Every other week. Every other week. Every other week. Every every other Wednesday is when TikTok drops. See, I, I was I was going to demand planning because the demand for it is weekly, it's if not Wednesday. daily. But it's yep. every other Wednesday. So y'all check that out wherever you get your podcast from. Subscribe so you don't miss a single thing. Um, all right. One last note before we say hello to a few folks is I mentioned this uh, leveraging logistics for Ukraine on the front end. Uh, Ma- um, Maureen, I, want, I almost said Monica. Uh, I don't want to get my legs broken. Maureen will be joining us here about 1230. Uh, she is one of the leaders of this uh, initiative. And we're having a working session today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's going to be a weekly working session as we as we facilitate um, resources for these vetted needs, and it's open for everybody. Whether you're in logistics, in supply chain, or if you just want to get more informed and maybe you know find a way to help, but y'all join us at 3 p.m. today, uh, and the link for that is in the comments as well. Okay, so Greg and Corinne, where are we starting here today? Let's see here. We're going to start as we get into two or three stories before. Uh, uh, Maureen joins us. I want to start with uh, diesel, diesel mm. prices. Ooh, okay. So uh, the good news, there's always some. The good news <laughs> is uh, diesel gas prices have come down just a smidge in the last week or so from five $5.25 per gallon the week of March 14th, according to the Wall Street Journal, to $5.13 per gallon last week. But the bad news, that's still, on average, across the country, almost two more dollars per gallon more than it was a year ago. And also, you know, we're all seeing surcharges and, and um, you know, a lot of larger companies have a little extra margin or, or a little extra insulation against these, um, these gas prices. And they have some options that some of the smaller players don't have. But the smaller carriers are really having to make some tough decisions from and as as the article here speaks to from adjusting the business that they're willing to accept to creatively mm-hmm. finding ways to reducing speed or or idling times but it's really challenging times and right on time yes clay diesel <laughs> diesel prices diesel of course is uh, our nickname for uh, clay phillips here because his engine is always running but well, we're going to have to change that at least for the time <laughs> yeah, being, or we yeah. won't be able to afford it. That's right. That's <laughs> right. But really quick, before we get into our next story uh, on diesel prices and kind of the ripple effect, Greg, any key, key thought there? Yeah, I mean, they've been all over the place of late, and lar- and some of it is manipulation. The, the mm-hmm. good and bad news is with China on lockdown, the the demand for diesel and and um, and crude oil generally. Has gone down dramatically. So, but I, I mean, crude oil is 120 plus a barrel, as low as $94 a barrel. In fact, I just read an article last week that said crude oil is in a bear market because it had dropped 20% in five days. And now it's kind of fluctuating in a range. So, uh, we're going to see it. This is the time when a lot of opportunists take advantage of the fluctuation in prices mm-hmm. and and prices have gone up. I have to tell you, regarding not diesel particularly, but gasoline, um, I saw the prices spike pretty high and and come back uh, fairly dramatically, f- down 15% or so. So I think a lot of it has to do with um, who you frequent. My suggestion is take a good look at some of the big uh, convenience store chains who are really, really good at forward buying fuels and i hate to name any but there are a couple of the usual suspects that that are very very good at it and of course costco right i mean the lines couldn't be any longer at costco so what does it hurt to mention them (laughs) they are very very good about that you have to be a costco member but join today uh Uh, (laughs) so corinne what would you add to that yeah. Hey, uh, Greg, nice job working in a couple of supply chain terms there, like forward buying. Maybe that's another one we'll have to cover. Oh my gosh. The, yeah, that's right. Supply chain basics. Put that um, on the basic that. list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I agree with, with what you both said. I think we're just in a, this period of extreme volatility and, you know, combined with inflation where it is today, um, it, it's going to be um, challenging, especially for those smaller carriers, Scott. It really will be. Yep, agreed. Uh, in fact, um, you know, some of them are choosing to park their vehicles, uh, is what uh, the Wall Street Journal is reporting. 
And then also on the larger side, one of the company uh, presidents they spoke to, they were they had been using a seventy thousand gallon reserve tank of diesel, but they just mm-hmm. upped that to a five hundred thousand. They just tapped it off. Um, I think a week or two before Russia invaded Ukraine. So mm-hmm. um, you know we'll, we'll, we're going to keep our finger on the pulse and uh, talk about it here on the buzz uh, because it is some wild and crazy times and challenging times. They never, they never seem to end, but nevertheless, um, I want to switch gears. Um, I want to switch gears over to Omnichannel. You know, it's been such a, uh, a fascinating time uh, to, to really to be a consumer, but also to be in retail and, and certainly to be in supply chain. Uh, these last few years, it's, a, it's, it's nothing short of amazing to see what retailers have done to meet, um, maybe not, not, not necessarily across the board, but many of the leading retailers what they've done to really meet the consumer where they are. Corinne, talk to us about this McKinsey article um, and tell us about, is Omnichannel here to stay? Yeah, so you've got the blockchain graphic up, um, but the Omnichannel, what was interesting about this report from McKinsey and company is that, um, and and this is not retail, this is business to business. Mm. And that's what is so fascinating because I think we as consumers have have believed for years Omnichannel is here to stay and this is the way we want to engage. But what this research shows is it's here to stay in business-to-business relationships. And it is almost equally split as far as in-person, direct or in-person, remote human interaction and self-service. Yep. And that is a big, big shift, especially if you're willing to place an order for $500,000 or they even had some examples of $5 million orders that are being placed in this virtual growth forum. Um, And I think that's just fascinating to me. But but there are some expectations that go along with that. So uh, now that I've got the right graphic up there, you know, folks... (laughs) Hopefully y'all can and very colorful. I think <laughs> hopefully y'all, y'all can relate on a Monday. I can be talking to something and and having the completely wrong visual on there. We're all certainly human, but Corinne, we've yeah. got speaking of those things. I think I've got the graphic for you know some of what these top expectations are. So speak to this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, that just shows everybody this is live, right? We're <laughs> we're just uh, we're rolling with it. So, but they, the the research shows that there's five must dos that businesses have to have to really master as a part of being effective in this business-to-business omni-channel world. And the first and foremost of that was 78% said that performance guarantees is is got to be there. And that means, all of us, that means I've got to be willing to do a full refund. Um, and then 74% is product availability as shown online. Now, Greg, you know how hard that is, right? Because those inventory levels at distribution centers, calculating lead times, available promise, et cetera. So that, I think, is going to be one of the more challenging elements. And then three areas at 72%, which is the ability to purchase from anywhere, same price, same promotions, Etc. Real time, always available customer service, even if I'm making a purchase at 2 a.m. local time. Wow. And then 72% also consistent experience across channels. And I think that's one thing that even as consumers, we've been pushing those retailers uh, to do as well. Yep. Excellent point. Greg, I'm going to come to you. And then in yeah. a, a minute, you know, I'm going to bring in some comments from the skyboxes. Greg, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Well, I think it's about time um, that, you know, the companies that, I mean, if you think about it, who has had technology longer than, than most consumers, companies, and that, they, that it's time for them to update and enable technology that allows them to do the things that, that consumer-facing entities are doing. I'm surprised, frankly, that it's taken this long. Well, Corinne, you know, at the same time, surprised maybe frustrated more than yes. surprised, but not surprised as well because we've seen so many companies, so many uh, practitioners cling to the ways of the past because it's uncomfortable, it's disruptive, and mm. you know, um, it's, it's change. And 
uh, people hate change, right? So, uh, but I, I think it's it's time and it's good to see that the expectations are out there and that they're clear and that they're so aligned with what consumers are expecting. It makes the model a lot easier to apply. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let me get to uh, so Greg and Corinne. I appreciate both of your uh, your perspectives here. Yeah, it just dawned on me. Uh, and this is just, uh, it must be the end of the month. Uh, maybe I'm losing my mind. We didn't say hello to anybody. So we're going to, oh. we're going to take a moment. We're going to say hello to some folks, but we're also going to get some comments based on this omni-channel discussion. Uh, so bear with me as we play catch up a bit. Uh, we got to, we got to top off the tank and uh, full speed ahead. Peter Bolay, all night and all day is with us here today. What an Oscars, <laughs> the slap heard around the world, Peter. <laughs> We weren't mentioning that. We weren't going to mention that, but I hope you're doing well. And yeah, we all agree with you. I think Mohib is with us and hello, Corinne Bursa. After a long time, he says, uh, that's true. I mean, we need to acknowledge that. It's great. to. I was thinking about that while we were in the green room. It is great to have you back on. The agreed. You. agreed. And, and professor, it's good to see you too, or at least see a picture shining here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cigar is tuned in uh, from India via LinkedIn. Great to see you here. It looks like he's a fellow practitioner, supply chain manager. Looking forward to your perspective. As we mentioned, the Diesel is here with us, uh, Clay Phillips, Upstate Kakalaki, as we were talking about uh, what the Upstate is. Uh, Divine is back with us, uh, Divine Sports and Mentorship. I think uh, they're out of Texas, I believe. Great to see you here. Jason T. Hopkins, Greg, he's back. There he is. Uh, he, now, he's a, he's a uh, Corinne, I want to break your heart here, but he is a Bama fan oh. that hails from D.C., but he's doing some really cool things in supply chain space. So at least we can be kindred spirits there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as it's not football season, we're good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, it's just, I, I tell you, it's been a challenging day. I think on the front end, uh, I mentioned that uh, the working session focused on Ukraine, hosted by our friends at Vector Global Logistics, was today. No, it's Wednesday at 3 p.m. Wednesday at 3 p.m. Uh, we talked about Scott. Well, I want. I think we should all hear about your weekend. <laughs> it has you in such a. You know, it's, it has been it has been a whirlwind. Uh, and to be fair, though, we we talked last time about moving the date uh, to earlier in the week. And my, I, I think I made the wrong assumption. But it's Wednesday at 3 p.m., which hey, it gives you more time to join us. So uh, check that out. Uh, Justin Wilson tuned in from Buffalo, New York. Corinne and Greg, have y'all ever been to Buffalo, New York, and actually had wings at the Anchor Bar? I have not been to the I Anchor have. Bar, but I have been to Buffalo. Okay. And yeah. Greg, you've, you've had the infamous wings at the Anchor Bar? I have. And um, yeah, they were the first. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Enough said. Uh, read between the lines. Justin, regardless, welcome in from Buffalo via LinkedIn. Uh, great to see you. Buffalo is a beautiful city. Com highly, highly underrated. It is. Uh, mostly because it's covered in snow nine months a year, but beautiful city. <laughs> uh, great to have you, Justin. Mohib is talking about those diesel prizes. He says, uh, I should have bought some diesel stocks on March 21st when the price was less than two and a half bucks per gallon. I could have been rich today and joined Supply Chain now from the Bahamas. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's not going to stop working and go to the Bahamas. We know that's that. right. Uh, Jason is playing up my visual area. I, I like blockchain to understand this process. You have to reimagine the virtual warehouse to meet some of these omni-channel uh, demands. Excellent point there, Jason. And welcome everybody. No, we couldn't hit, hit everybody, but welcome, welcome in. Okay, so uh, we just touched on blockchain, Greg. I think I said that correctly blockchain you did i think in warm-up i was uh tongue-tied saying block jane it's not block jane so uh but let's talk about how blockchain is driving uh transparency in the supply chain mm -hmm. via this article from the right one from supply chain dive greg what say you yeah well i mean i think you know one of the things we have to acknowledge as regards blockchain is there. I can't believe there still are, but there are a lot of people who see it as kind of smoke and mirrors. There are some companies who've tried and struggled or even failed um, 
and and um, have kind of lost their uh, uh, enthusiasm for blockchain. But the truth is, it is simply this: it is an immutable ledger of transactions and validation that can never be changed once approved. So let's just leave that. Let's just leave that description out there and think about what that means to the supply chain. Yep. Right. There are, of course, ways to usurp it. Of course, in mm-hmm. supply chain, we've been usurping chain of custody, stuff falling off the back of trucks. <laughs> Cigarettes. Um, and, and transactions for, for centuries, literally for centuries. Um, but there are also additional technologies. I don't want to complicate things by getting into those that can, that can create the verifiability of blockchain. And, and um, you know, the, the fact that what blockchain can do is identify you it can identify me. It can identify our interactions with one another. It can identify the products and verify their authenticity, their sourcing, right? The the componentry that goes into it, the even the identity of those who contribute to it, be they good or bad actors, um, creates this incredible transparency in supply chain that is an absolute necessity these days. What's the number one question in supply chain today? Scott Luton, uh, you in the front. Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Yes, exactly. Where's my stuff? That's what everyone wants to know. And, and Corinne, you just pointed that out. Not only do consumers demand yeah. it, but now B2B companies are demanding it. They want to know that you've got their stuff before they even order it. And they want to know once they've ordered it, where that stuff is and when and w- with what likelihood that stuff is to get to them. So, Greg... I'm glad uh, between the geography quiz and now the industry <laughs> quiz, I'm glad I was on my toes today, Greg. Maybe not. Well, <laughs> I, I placed a lot of faith in you, Scott, because I knew that you would come through because it is, that is the question. We hear this over and over. It doesn't matter whether we're talking to someone on the shipping dock or we're talking to the chief supply chain officer of various companies. Every one of them asks the same question, where's my right. stuff? And and every consumer is asking that question. They're asking that question before they make the transaction, after they make the transaction. I, being the obsessive compulsive that I am, am watching it during the transaction. Right? I am. I have to tell you. I mean, there are things. There are things yep. that supply chain or, or that blockchain can fix. I hate it when somebody has something on sale, and and it appears, or they even state on one screen that they have it in stock. And then when you go to check out, or even this has even happened to me, which is unfathomable in this day and age, after you place the transaction, then they tell you they don't have it. That happened with a new pair of jammies for me from a very famous brand, which should be better. And they are not at the beginning. (laughs) They are at lands. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we got to point out, Greg, we got to point out because... I loved, you know, I stole this article from your Monday, Wednesday, Friday supply chain commentary. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got the link to where you dive a little bit deeper into this article. And we're going to yeah. drop that link in the in the comments. But folks, you got to follow or connect with Greg White. So you catch, and I promise you, through a few things are as thought provoking as an untethered Gregory S. White. So uh, take that for what it is, but you want to, you want to, you don't, you want to catch up. You want to catch that every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and engage in the comments. Corinne, respond to what Greg is sharing and and any additional thoughts about blockchain here. That totally agree with everything that Greg said. I may not deliver it as passionately as he does, but you're getting is, there. It is part of the future, and the future is now. So. If, yeah. uh, if you haven't put blockchain on your priority list, it's time for that. In fact, I had an interview with the one and only Kevin L. Jackson, our resident blockchain expert and the host of Digital Transformers. And I asked Kevin to take us through some blockchain basics, so 10 things you need to know. And I would encourage our listeners uh, just to, to listen to that episode of Tech Talk if this is new to you. But Greg hit many of the value propositions there. Not only where's my stuff, where did it come from? So if you're in a branded company and you want to protect that brand equity, blockchain needs to be a part of, of your practice as well. 
as Greg said at the top of this commentary that from this article, blockchain is a killer app for supply chain. There, I said it. I said it. And then you'll have to read the rest in the link that we've got in the comments. But Greg, uh, I love it. Keep keep the good stuff. I know you will because you don't know. It's always frank and to the bone with your commentary. And it really is intriguing <laughs> to read and to digest and to uh, to 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 um to respond to. So, Greg, your your last thought on blockchain, and then we're going to segue because we've got Maureen coming in hot too. Yeah. Greg, your last thought. Let's get preemptive and preventative in supply chain, not just res responsive. When we have Mike Griswold on here, he frequently says that in supply chain, we reward ourselves. We congratulate ourselves for putting out fires, right? But it's usually a fire of our own making. And I think blockchain and the transparency that it delivers and the accountability that it can deliver in supply chain is the ultimate preventative measure so we don't have to be constantly putting out fires. Well said. Well said. And we look forward to Mike Griswold joining us uh, next week, I believe. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yes. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. That's right. Uh, really quick, uh, Rajesh, welcome to The Buzz from India via LinkedIn. So great to have you here today. Uh, Justin, we'll try to circle back on your smart contracts question uh, later in the second half of the show. Uh, Jason says, I think the transparency is that it will show you as an ops manager how you can improve. It hurts, but it's true. So he agrees with you, Greg. True. It's like the old TV show Unearthed, with, I think it's on Discovery Channel or maybe A&E. Jason says, imagine your supply chain unearthed. That's, yep. that's quite a visual, quite a, um, quite a comment. It is. An Eliminating blind spots in the supply chain, right? That surety of, of the performance we can expect is so yep. important. Mohib, they might also want to know <laughs> when their stuff will be in the LA port. Uh, interesting volume Amen. to see. I just saw some recent, re recently released uh, volumes from 2021. It's amazing what they uh, have had to tackle there on the West Coast. Josh says, that's happened with some of my one-off orders. They're showing in stock on their website. Their service rep says it's in stock. The moment that order is placed, I get an email from customer service saying that it's out of stock for the next two months. Hey, even Omnichannel uh, certainly has its issues. So Josh, thanks for sharing and hope this finds you well there in Seattle. Okay, I got to leave the Omnichannel and the blockchain there because we've got a home run guest uh, that, you know, really a Longtime friend of the show, uh, one of our earliest supporters, Greg and Corinne, and just mm -hmm. an all around, all uniform, all universe, wonderful person and supply chain practitioner. I want to welcome in Maureen Wolslager with Vector Global Logistics. Hey, Maureen, how you doing? Hi. It is so good to see you. You know, um, thank you. When we got our first uh, in person studio. You know, we were knocking out shows as you were making supply chain happen in the same facility for stretches there. And we will never forget those days. And and certainly a lot of the good things that you and the Vector team are up to. But hey, to level set and set the table, I got to share this from T-Squared. T-Squared, who holds down the fort for us on YouTube. This is good nourishment here. Yes, the first 30 minutes was, but just wait. It's about to get a lot better. So better. with that yeah. said, Maureen, uh, I want to start with... Um, I. We, we talked about the working session, the weekly working session that launched last week, um, and we corrected that. It's Wednesdays at 3 p.m., and the link is in the, in the comments. But let's talk about your why and the Vectors team's why, if I got all those possessives right, uh, for leading. <laughs> it's Monday, don't worry. <laughs> uh, I've, I've shown that to be the case. <laughs> We've um, proved that. But talk <laughs> about your why. What's your why for leading this, and what's Vectors' why for making it happen? All right. Thanks. I'm honored to be on the show now that you guys are big and famous, not working from from the the, the old office. So thanks for including me in your call today. Um, the dining table in I, the I office. Know. Yeah, and you could hear everybody in the background, phones buzzing, <laughs> stuff like that. So Loved it. You guys have come a long way. It's just exciting. Um, thanks for having me, and let me uh, talk a little bit about Vector. Um, our our why and why we're doing this, why I'm helping kind of lead this internally is that if you think about we're a logistics company and we work with people all mm -hmm. over the world, right? And, you know, part of our mission statement is logistics with purpose. Some of you more frequent visitors to Supply Chain Now have, you know, heard about us, worked with 
uh, Greg and Scott and, and their team. And it's almost like, why wouldn't we participate in taking the lead in the initiative in matching up needs um, and with people who want to help with those needs? So we are in a perfect place to marry up people looking for information, looking for avenues to how do I, I have this stuff I want to donate, but I don't know who to donate it to. Or I have this stuff that I want to donate and I have this passion for helping others, but I don't know how to do it or who to give it to, Mm. or who can I talk to? So, you know, we're in a place where we have visibility to all of those different pieces of the puzzle and we're trying to match it up. So we're helping with the shipping. We're helping just with information and, marrying up advice and and people and and that's really kind of what the goal is too for our wednesday calls is it's not vector leading it so we can be in control of it it's us leading it to open up um, lines of communication play we're playing you know um aid matchmaker here uh to to help collaborate. Um, and that's, and that's the purpose. There's no lines drawn with you're a shipper or you're donating or you're paying or whatever. It's just really to bring everybody together. And we're in a position to do that. And and Maureen, let me, and let me, uh, clarify for a lot of folks, you know, the handful that may be new to vector because Greg, you and I've known vector global logistics for a long time. This isn't their first rodeo in terms of Mm -hmm. getting, uh, not just shipments, but aid to where it's got to go to folks in need. I mean, they've got a, as Maureen mentioned that logistics with purpose, one, one, one of the reasons why all of us here are such big fans is because, you know, whether it's healthcare supplies, whether it's books to Africa, whether it's uh, eyewear to families in South America that don't, cannot afford eyewear for their kids, you name it, the list goes on and on, Greg. Equitable supply chains in the, in the coffee industry, right? We've seen a lot of good causes supported by, vector and that's their you know as maureen mm-hmm. as you said that's the prime mission right first do good mm-hmm. so uh, you know that's where this is where i coined the phrase give forward instead of give give back yeah. right? we, we right. always so, want to do the right thing you know um, just seeing that as an out front purpose for a company yeah so uh r- really quick uh, and, and greg you're right it, they epitomize it and that's probably why it's probably what helped conjure that phrase, which we have uh, it's been a part of who we are uh, based on yeah. a lot of those experiences. Uh, Jason, Supply Chain CNN. Thank you, Jason. I, I appreciate that. Uh, it sometimes feels like that. Late breaking news and do, uh, movers and shakers, as uh, Corinne talks about on Tech Talk. Peter Bollet, hey, thanks for your feedback. That means a ton. Peter's been in thanks, Peter. uh, uh, the procurement space for uh, almost almost 30 years with Air Canada. I think I got that right. Mm-hmm. And, and he knows what he's talking about. So that is wonderful uh, f- feedback there. Um, technically retired. Yes, technically right. retired, yes, I guess. Peter, but never not working, right? Yeah. He's like, um, what's that? Oh, my God. I all night and all day. Peter Bollet. That's his <laughs> Yeah, that's never not working. Nickname. That's right. Um, all right. So, Maureen, back to let, let's talk a little more. Well, hold on a sec. Corinne. Uh, you know, you're with what you have done throughout your career. I know you're on the board for a local nonprofit that's doing some great things in Atlanta. You know, you're not new to these types of efforts. What's your reaction to what Maureen had shared there? Uh, I'm I'm back to that statement: supply chain saves the world. And um, I love that this is this is a huge part of the Vector Global Logistics why, right? This is what they they are preparing their business to do and make these connections and. There is an incredible humanitarian crisis. We've got 6 million, 6.3 million people who have been displaced um, based off of this invasion into Ukraine. And um, I, I love the fact that they're using their business skills and networks to make these connections, to get um, product and resources to help these people. I mean, it's, it is a humanitarian effort. So thank you so much, Maureen, to you and the Vector team for taking this on. And, and you're not alone, right? The, the goal here is to invite our community to participate in the effort. That's yeah, right. for sure. I mean, and you think about it, there's, 
enormous organizations already involved. I mean, you know, the, the government's involved. And then we have like the American Red Cross and other these other large conglomerates that already have the resources and logistics set up to, to be immediately on the ground. But we don't want those who still want to help and are smaller to be excluded from that process because every little bit helps. And right. so we have some customers who have one or two or three pallets of product that would be useful in Ukraine or the surrounding countries as humanitarian aid, but they don't have the leverage to buy a full container or work, you know, airship. And they just say, we want to do our part and contribute. And we're like, okay, well, we're going to work with you and you and you, we're going to combine it and we're going to help get it there. And we're going to figure it out. Um, We don't want anyone to be excluded um, because there's, there's no limit to what you can do. Um, when you want to help others. And that's why we're trying to just collaborate and open the lines of communication and introduce and, and actually move things for them. Agreed. As Jenny Froome says, likes to say one of her favorite acronyms team to, uh, together, everyone achieves more. I've I've heard Jenny say that once I've heard it uh, a thousand times. We love Jenny Froome. Um, okay. I want to, speaking of, you know, so we had the first working session last week, Mm-hmm. Um, Maureen and Monica and Enrique and Christy, all the vector team had different parts there. We had a great turnout, especially for our very first working session, but we want to spike the football folks. You don't even have to be in supply chain if you don't participate, right? If you, if you want to, again, gather Intel and also maybe, um, ideate and, and just kind of figure out where you can help, you know, we'd welcome you. You know, this is, this is a, um, this is a, um, it takes a village type of, of opportunity. So again, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. The link is in the comments. Um, Maureen, uh, last week, we also had Evelyn Asher join us. And Evelyn traces her family roots all the way back to Kiev uh, in Ukraine. And she surprised us uh, a little bit. Um, She brought a poem to the conversation, if you remember this moment, Maureen. And, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to do it justice. But she, as we started to close, she shared that with uh, with the fam, with um, well, the online Zoom family, and it really. I don't know about you, Maureen. I'd love to get your reaction. But for me, it almost it it personalized the why. It really brought mm-hmm. it home to someone that we've interacted with a thousand times on LinkedIn, never met in person, but it really was a powerful moment at, on the tail end of the that working session. Your thoughts, Maureen? Yeah, I would say that she closed the meeting with a very familial aspect because we were all there and we're sharing information and, you know, people are chatting like, I can't make this every Wednesday. Can I get a a script of what this is or what's next steps? It was, we were all there really trying to walk away with some tangible, like, this is what we're going to have done by next week. I don't think that we left with as many of those concrete things because everyone just was so excited about the idea. Right. And when Evelyn concluded with her poem, I think it was just a very good, we all focused on her and we were reminded of the mission mm. and why we're there. And it was just very humbling to see somebody talk about something that's so personal um, because the, the purpose of the call was that people weren't getting on sharing personal stories. Uh, I know this person or that it was, right. we have stuff. How do we get it there? And the way that she, I want to say united everybody mm-hmm. towards the end uh, was with, with the poem. So it was very moving. And yeah. um, I think it helped kind of close everything out and reminded of the why or her personal why as well. Yeah. yeah and, and never again was the uh, title of that. So I appreciate your thoughts there, Maureen. Greg, I want to circle back to you. Uh, and, and we're going to use a, hey, we can do what we want here because it's our show. And we, we want to use this 30 second, 30, <laughs> 30 minute block. Uh, you know, if there's anything that, if there's anything worth dedicating uh, half a show to or a full show, or maybe a whole series to it's helping folks that are in need uh, that have been impacted by a, just a, a bloodthirsty Russian invasion of Ukraine, you know, and, and, and then the impact not only is on in Ukraine, but, you know, as we've had folks join us from Poland and what they're doing there, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to absorb, as many folks, you know, two two million plus people, uh, uh, refugees coming into Poland. Of course, everyone's impacted. It's just, it's amazing, and it's heartbreaking to see the domino effect. Um, and and you know, we're all praying for a ceasefire soon. But Greg, uh, with that as a backdrop, 
Uh, I love how you challenge folks to, you know, get from where they are, you know, and, and I want to revisit that once again here. Cause I think it's, you know, it's important to kind of throw that gauntlet down. Well, I think we, you know, I think we saw a little bit of that last week when we talked with, uh, Dominique and da- David Adak from mm-hmm. who is in Poland and essentially shut down his business to support uh, people and to route goods. Some of what uh, Maureen and the folks at Vector is, uh, are, are moving, are going to or through David to those in need. Um, and, and I think it's important to, to acknowledge that this impacts not just Ukraine, not just Poland, but Romania, Moldova, a country most people have never heard of, and, mm. and Hungary, where the, the, multitudes are are going to and that these are not wealthy countries uh, poland by far one of the most wealthy countries in eastern europe but um these are not wealthy countries with the means to support a, an, an influx of of people that in some cases nearly doubles the population of the country so um it's important to give it's necessary to give frankly ukraine will not be worth going back mm-hmm. to for years to come Mm. at this point right i i was i mean when i saw military facilities and that sort of thing being bombed i thought okay you know they're t- trying to take out the infrastructure when i saw them starting to bomb the cities and municipal and residential areas they are trying to take out the ukrainians so um and they've largely done it and they've largely done it with the infrastructure so this is a long-term problem there it, it regardless of an instantaneous ceasefire We'll need to support or provide support to these people for nearly a decade. Is my is my feeling? Excellent point. Um, and and you know when you talk about the ripple effect, Scott Luton, the ripple effect comes to all of us because this is an illegal, illegitimate dictator, a despot who is testing the world stage on behalf of China to determine how people will respond to this kind of aggression and whether they can continue to proliferate their bad actions into the future of the world. Mm. They are testing us as to whether we will absorb this and merely just protest, or whether we'll take action as Maureen and so many others on and off the European continent are doing today, and and not just support the people of Ukraine and the people otherwise impacted by this, but also to Mm. counteract this aggression um, and put this rabid dog down in figurative sense, um, and and ultimately reclaim the stability not just of Ukraine, not just of Eastern Europe, not just of Europe, but of the entire world. Mm. And to send a signal to other despots, Xi Jinping, I'm talking to you, who are using this to determine what their next bad actions will be. So. So all of that said, sorry, I felt compelled to say that, Scott. It, for those people who haven't read my summary today, it yeah, goes directly okay. to that point. That's, so, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like that. Um, <laughs> but to that point, you can easily and simply and quickly contribute. Dominique simply started ordering stuff from um, Amazon Poland, I think, and and having it shipped right to uh, to David's house, which. And even in these times, it's kind of funny when she sent him, what did she send him, Scott? A hundred, hundred mattresses or cots or yes, something like for that. kids, kids that to had no, <laughs> right to his house. But look, do what Dominique did, do what Maureen and the folks at Vector are facilitating. And, and when you, mm-hmm. and Corinne do what, what you and I have talked about in previous shows. If you want to give, give small, give simple and give now. Well said. Well said. Uh, Really quick, Damien is tuned in from Poland uh, via LinkedIn. So, uh, you know, the beautiful people of Poland have stepped up and and are continuing to step up. So, Damien, our heart goes out to you and your your fellow citizens there. It's amazing what y'all have been doing. Um, And let's see here. Jose Montoya is tuned in from Atlanta, as I'm, I bet he's at what? Modex uh, this week. Oh, of oh, course. Yeah, I bet he is at Modex, yeah. Coast to coast. Him, yeah, it's so weird not to hear him say SoCal, right? right. <laughs> um, and I got to correct myself once again on the 17th time today. So Peter Bollet did retire. He's, he, uh, I don't want to put any fake news <laughs> out there on, on Peter Bollet's behalf. 
He retired from Air Canada after 25 years, but now he's with Amiflex, a middle and industries company in sales, technical support, and customer service. Man, Amiflex hired quite a team member with a wealth of, uh, of knowledge there. So, Peter, we got to get an update to see how that's going. Never okay. not working. And never not working. That's right. Um, okay. So, Greg, I appreciate what you shared there. Uh, Karen, uh, Karen, I want to give you one more chance to respond. And then let's make sure folks know how to connect with Maureen and Vector and the effort. So, Corinne? Yeah, absolutely. I, and, Maureen, again, I, I just applaud the fact that, that you and the Vector team stepped up. Um, and brought this opportunity to us uh, as part of the broader team here yeah. at Supply Chain Now. So um, really, really appreciate that. Greg, I'm with you. This is not, you know, a week long, 10 month long. This is going to be 10 years or more where the people of Ukraine are going to continue to feel the impact of these events. And, you know, and we're talking Maslow's hierarchy of need, food, shelter, medical care, um, you know, this this is mm -hmm. really basic day-to-day um, -day survival for many of these families and these countries have opened their doors to bring in these refugees and, and help to take care of them. So um, my heart just breaks every time I turn the news on and, and see what's happening. Um, and I believe that, you know, that, that we can impact and bring some relief to the region, no matter where we are in this world. So thank you. Corinne. Undoubtedly. Well said. Uh, I really appreciate that. And, and would echo that. I mean, you know, global supply chain. And again, whether you're in it or not, you're more than welcome. We want you to be a part of these working sessions. But global supply chain is in a unique position to address uh, the biggest issues of our day. Uh, for sure. And that's exactly what Maureen and the Vector team are flexing their muscles to do. Uh, as Damien says, very proud of his fellow citizens of Poland. We are too, man. So it's remarkable. We, yeah. It's remarkable there. Damien, I hope you join us on Wednesday. So it would be great to have some more people, you know, that are that are closer to the conflict that, that can provide their perspective. Maureen, well said. So, and Damien, that's a personal invitation from our entire team here. Right. To join us. We'd love, and, and hey, you don't, or else. What, <laughs> Maureen, what's important, I think, for folks to know, especially in this day and age where there's so much going, even, even without including uh, what's going on in Ukraine, just for folks getting their jobs done, you know, Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting. The beautiful thing here is y'all can just show up, turn your camera off. And just sit back and and gather the intel, and then pick and choose your moments when you do want to participate. Maybe maybe it's, you want to wait, and maybe we want to get a taste of what's the working sessions like, mm -hmm. and then get involved the next week. But whatever, Maureen, how can let's make sure folks know how to connect with you and the Vector team. Okay, so there's so many ways nowadays, right? So. I'm going to stick with LinkedIn is probably one of the easiest ones. If you type in Vector Global Logistics, you'll find us and you'll see our logo at the bottom of uh, Scott's screen right here. That's how you know it's us. Um, on there, you'll be able to see how you can register for the session on Wednesday afternoon. You could go to our website, which is vectorgl.com. And on there, we have a whole tab called Vector Global Giving. And you could click on there and there's an email address at the bottom. My name is very long and everybody always spells it wrong. So I won't tell anybody my email address. If you can find me, you can reach me directly um, either on LinkedIn or through our, our portal on, on um, our website. But um, information's there. I'm sure there's a link or comments here that I can't see, but everybody else can. It has the, the way to, because I don't know what I can see in you guys. Right, camera. right. Hey, it's that there. makes two of us today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Evidently, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, if I put this in the chat, I'm not sure, if, does everybody see that or not? So um, it went in doubt. If you Google Vector Global Logistics, you'll find us on all the things, Instagram, Twitter, all of those places. I'm not very, I'll be, act, I'm not very active on Instagram. I don't even have a Twitter account. Can't even figure it out. That's a, I know I'm way behind. You're, hey, you're doing <laughs> to get one now. That's right. You're, I know. And it's like Enrique's going to send me some email. That I need to get a Twitter account. I'll have my 10 year old. There you go. There you go. 
Uh, you're going to have a pseudo account, I bet, after today's yeah. session, maybe. Uh, the fake Maureen yeah. Rules Logger. But hey, There's going to be like Minecraft <laughs> updates, and then it's going to be like a link to Ukraine or something. If I let my 10-year-old do well, it. Well, um, you know, I love that. Yeah. We all, and all of us have kids here. We can definitely relate. They're the, the, di the digital natives mm -hmm. for sure that uh, I go to for any coding <laughs> issues or technical needs. But kidding aside, folks, we'd love to have you be a part of this. Again, you can be an active part and jump in and kind of figure out where, where, you know, where your role is or join us and kind of just take it in, you know, in the background and, 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 you know, ask questions afterwards, whatever, whatever works for you. And good point, Scott, you don't have to be uh, on video. You can be on audio. So for those of you who are feel like 30 or 40 minutes or an hour is a long time, you know, you can be multitasking and listening and not, you know, yeah. or no, if your bandwidth challenge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. or that. Um, folks, the links are in the comments. It's a one click to, to will take you to the Zoom where you can you know, register for the session for Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Connect with Maureen. She is a dynamo. She she is uh, salt of the earth. All right. This is just again, this is par for the course for what Thank the vector you. team does. Well, hey, we mean it. Am I blushing here? <laughs> we, well, hey, Greg and I, I mean, we've been a part, we've we've seen y'all in action for a couple of years now. Uh, this is what you do. Uh, this is this is this is the way, as I've learned from uh, mm. that Disney show. Um, all right, so Maureen, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday afternoon, and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Yes, thank you for having me. You all Thanks, have a great Maureen. day. Thanks, Maureen. Okay, so if that doesn't give you some purpose to add to what you're going to tackle this this um, this week, I don't know what does. Speaking of. Greg and Corinne. So yes, uh, I think my my weekend activities where I went up to Akron, Ohio. We knocked out a couple of shows with the one and only Billy Taylor on Saturday. I think it's it set my brain behind today. But on a related note, one of my favorite parts about my interview uh, with Billy of Coach Drew Joyce, who has won seven state titles at St. Vincent St. Mary High School in Akron, part of the same high school LeBron James went to. Uh, he, he coached, he, he kind of scouted and found LeBron as a 10 year old, as I recall, yeah. the story went and, and they went on to win a ton, including a natty, a national title, but the most humble, approachable, friendly, give the shirt off of you and brilliant individual I've been around for, uh, in, 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 in quite some time. But what I love Greg and Corinne talk about purpose and passion and, you know, that, that epiphany that we all have at some point. After he spent 25 or so years with Conagra, uh, and I'll say it kind of an un unfulfilling um, to him journey, he pulled into his driveway after uh, a long day of work, and he just sat there for a minute, and he said, what have I really done today that mm. matters? And that mo personal moment, uh, combined with uh, some outstanding coaching by his wife uh, and, and, and other you know, folks that loved him, is what propelled him to chase his passion and, and impact plenty of lives after you know, more than two decades coaching basketball. I would apply that same moment to what, where we all are today with what we just heard from Maureen, right? There's a thousand things that when we depart this live stream that Greg's going to do, that Corinne's going to do, that all of our wonderful listeners are going uh, to do. Um, but if you just call time out and spend five minutes to register for that meeting, or 10 minutes to find a vetted Ukrainian um, relief agency and, and give to Greg's point, even give a little bit, give whatever you can. But those are the moments that have purpose, have meaning and have impact. And that's what it's all about. Greg, I'd love for your thoughts and I'm coming to you next, Corinne. Yeah. I mean, I think even if, even if all you do is just give to Red Cross or Salvation Army or something like that, that helps. Those are two of the best, most efficient agencies, aid agencies in the entire world. So if it's as simple as that, do it. If you can commit time, time is much more valuable than money. If you can, absolutely do. But if you can't give, Scott, you say this so well, so often it's give from what you have, mm. right? If a hundred dollars is what you can give, give it. If a dollar is what you can give, give it. it. It's, you know, it's not only helpful. Every dollar does count because 
you know, a dollar will buy a remarkable amount of goods and medical equipment in Mm -hmm. Eastern Europe. Um, But it's, I mean, it's rewarding to you personally as well. And we all have to contribute to this Mm. because we all are, if not the current, the future victims of this kind of aggression if we don't help to curtail it. Excellent point there, Greg. And by the way, big thanks to Peter Bole. He, he's jumping. He's in the comments. He's a- answering some questions, providing some resources. Yeah. Peter, you know we love you and uh, appreciate what you do and, and all your feedback here. Um, I do want to, going back, some folks are asking for the link. The Wednesday session's right here. Uh, it's in the comments, uh, and, and that comment is on all five social channels. You click on that that bit.ly link, it'll take you to the landing page where you can sign up in two seconds for the meeting. And, you know, and Corinne, I'm coming to you next, but to, to piggyback on what Greg said, if you don't have, if, if money is not your thing, Hey, we'll take some time and elbow grease. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have you share the meeting opportunity with your network right. so we can grow the pool of folks that can show up and, and uh, you're going to leave this. You're going to leave that meeting. If nothing else, more aware of the needs and what's going on there. So uh, Corinne, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I love what you just said, because I, I think if you can at least amplify that into your network and get that message out, each and every one of you know other people who have the same desire to help as well. And they may have a warehouse full of goods that need to move, or they may have other financial uh, resources that are available to them. But uh, it is that network power. And I would love to see the world come together mm. to um, to really help this region today that needs it so much and and you know could could very well you know just be the start of mm. other terrible things to come. Well said, uh, Corinne and Greg. Really appreciate y'all's kindred spirits here today. Uh, all right, Mohib. Uh, all I got is dad jo- uh, dad jokes and dad shirts. That's all all I can bring to the table. But uh, thank you for that. And mm-hmm. I have I, we've been on a little bit of a of a weight loss journey to w- at the beginning of the awesome. year. You look fantastic, well, Scott. You're too kind. Uh, I appreciate that. But hey, we feel better, you know. And when mm-hmm. you feel better, you can do more and you can take more action along these lines that we're all talking about. Uh, but I appreciate that. Um, and cool dad shirts. Is there anything else? Oh, well, wait a sec. Greg White doesn't own any dad shirts. They're all like, uh, you know, cool, just like he is. Right, Greg? <laughs> I have them. <laughs> I have them. And just for you, okay. I will wear one. I'm going to offer the coming man, weeks. Man, I'm, I will find my absolute worst. So. <laughs> let's, let's see what you got there, Mr. White. Uh, that's funny. Hey. Well, if, you know, if all you wear is T-shirts, <laughs> I guess, you know, T-shirts right. and quarter zips, anyone can look cool in a Love T-shirt it. and a quarter zip. There, fashion secret <laughs> re- reveal. Uh, I do have a question for yeah, you. Sure. When, when are you going to publish part of that interview you did? It sounds amazing. It it was, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, so Billy Taylor, we're launching a new podcast series here called The Winning Link. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy, uh, y'all have to check him out. Uh, he's he's he, fantastic he, too. He's, <laughs> he really is. Yeah. He is basically the mayor of Akron as he was sharing me around. Everybody knew him and, and uh uh, he, he used to lead Goodyear. He was a C-level leader for Goodyear, right? I think that's what brought him to Akron. Uh, mm-hmm. Chief um, uh, Diversity, uh, whatever. He, he led manufacturing for... It was like procurement and diversity or something like something that. Something like that. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's uh, joining us to kick off a new series. And also, The Winning Link's going to be the title of his book that's publishing mm-hmm. uh, later this year. But we're looking to launch his new series in April. And he's already got a couple of uh, shows that we're already uh, producing and, and we're going to be leading with. And then we've got Coach Drew Joyce. Uh, and we also have um, Willie McGee and Romeo Travis, who played with LeBron. But I don't want to put them in his shadow because they've done some really cool things um, since those all those titles. Willie leads the athletic department at the school. Uh, also has a nonprofit that he's leading, which doing, which is really cool. Romeo Travis has got a lot of ventures going on, uh, and he also spent 14 years playing professional basketball overseas, where he was he was a starter for and and with plenty of uh, trophies uh, to go with that. So uh, April, so y'all stay tuned. The Winning Link will be our latest and greatest podcast, led by Billy Taylor, and you're not going to want to miss it. So, um, 
Okay, so we're three minutes over, but we had so much to get in here today. Maureen and the Vector Global Logistics team doing big stuff. Y'all check out the link. Uh, Devon, thank you for that question. We've got that link for Wednesdays in the chat, and uh, we'd love to, we'd welcome you to be part of that. Let's also make sure that folks know how to connect with Greg and Corinne. So, Corinne, I'll start with you. How can folks connect with you and with Tech Talk? Yeah, so hey, LinkedIn is probably the best way, but but drop me a note. Love your feedback on some of the episodes that you've been able to watch and um, and uh, and follow the show. Got to subscribe so you don't miss a single thing because we've got a lot more good stuff coming. I love it when you say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Greg White. Um, yes, sir. We didn't get an update on the um, Global Hilton Head Island Transportation Logistics Supply Chain International index today but okay. well i'm in atlanta today oh, so right. um so i but i still could check it i mean i still have the means <laughs> to check it you're right i'm sorry i should should be checking well, that <laughs> diligently so more importantly how can folks uh, other than the uh the conference this week which kicks off tomorrow where you and kevin l jackson are keynoting how else can yep. folks connect with you and and also digest your three your thrice a week commentary LinkedIn is always the best place. Um, and if you, uh, you can um, just follow me. And if when you follow me, you'll get all of my, my uh, posts. Mostly are, those are the three commentaries a week. Uh, occasionally, I will comment on, on some other folks' stuff. And if you're really interested, if you think today was a rant, you should go check out my commentary for today, um, where I take on the Federal Reserve and Putin. Oh man. So, oh man. Um <laughs> Greg, you're he's on a roll. He is on a roll. Let <laughs> yeah, me just say. Right. And it's you good. Know, I mean, it's 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 worth your time to check it out. It you know, it's not I mean, it's not meant to be uh it's not meant to be controversial or anything like that. It's just I have the blessing of being able to say I'm not trying to sell anybody anything, right? I don't work for a big conglomerate. Um, you know, where I have to, where I have to couch my words carefully. Thank you for that, Scott Luton. And, um, and, and I believe, and I know some of these things because as you know, Scott, I studied Soviet politics. I've known Putin for over 30 years. So, wow. um, I, I understand what makes him tick. Mm. Um, and, and he is a ticking time bomb. Mm. Um, but in, in any case, it, it gives me a, a certain perspective on, on both supply chain and on international affairs, which is really timely. And I think maybe subconsciously I'm tuning myself up for this event that starts this week to be more aware of, of how world events impact supply chain and vice versa. And I see, a, I see both of those things impacting our long-term future mm. st starting long before now, but definitely starting now. Yep. Well, make sure you connect with Greg White and Corinne Bursa on LinkedIn. That's the easiest place. You'll find their episodes. You'll find their commentary. You'll be able to engage with them. Uh, you name it. Uh, two wonderful folks making things happen in global business. Folks, whatever you do. Uh, Greg said he had a hard stop. We got we to get Greg out of here. Um, but, <laughs> hey, whatever you can do, and if it's not the working sessions we have that we're, we're joining forces with Vector to make happen along with Maureen, Find, find whatever your deal is to help get in the fray and um, help others in need. Uh, we all can take action here today. On that note, on behalf of Greg White, Corinne Bursa, the whole team here at Supply Chain Now, Scott Luton signing off for now, challenging you to do good, to give forward, and to be the change that's needed. On that note, we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at SupplyChainNow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.